So I was scrolling around Instagram one day looking at a local hashtag and local meaning Chatham Kent, which is my new hometown. And lo and behold, I'm going through the Instagram and I'm looking at a hashtag and I came across some very intriguing content by Jen Tomachek. And she is here today from Bowl of Cream to talk about her strategy to find herself in my feed which I think is really interesting. Hey, Jen, great to have you here. Local connection. We're both here in Chatham-Kent. Yes, thank have you, you for having me. <laughs> Excited to have you. Listen, we're going to talk today about the pop-ups that you've been conducting at Bull Cream and how that's been successful for you. We're going to dig in a little bit on that, but I want you first to let everyone know what is Bowl of Cream, first of all. So Bowl of Cream is a mobile ice cream. I renovated a 1970 trailer and I primarily have soft serve, my main ice cream, but I jazz it up with lots of local goodies, fruit that it's in season, local baked goods, and uh, handmade sauces. I love it. I'm a girl who likes her ice cream. So <laughs> I wanted to start with the pop-ups that you've been doing. Where did you get that concept from and how's it been working for you? Well, it started from when I started my business, I thought, okay, I'm gonna be in the park every weekend when people would wanna buy ice cream. That was sort of like my main thing. And then I learned like very early on that because the nature of my business is a lot of fresh local fruit, baked goods, that it was better to market when I was gonna be there and have a concentrated time than sit there for eight hours or six hours that I could keep things fresher, that I could do sort of be more efficient by creating a, a pop-up and not being there necessarily every single day and oversaturating. But when I was there, I was busy. So that's... This is really intriguing to me because you were doing it one way. Obviously her soft serve ice cream truck and it's a very specific thing that she does. But I want you to be really listening to what she's saying because it can apply to what you're doing possibly. And that is the concept of starting things off in one way and doing the very best that you can with the resources that you have and the knowledge and insight that you have and you're doing it a certain way, but now you start to go, wait a minute, there might be a more efficient way of doing this to save yourself time and time is money. And so that's really what it was. You were sitting there probably for eight hours going, gee, like, if I could just concentrate this into a shorter period of time and have more people coming, then ultimately your business is more successful. Yeah, and, and part of that is is I grow, so more people find out. So you have to be willing to do the work at the beginning, whatever, whether it's pop-ups or private functions or fairs or whatever, you gotta be able to put the, the hours in. So there is an element of being fortunate enough that I have the local market that will come. Yes. And business. But I did learn, especially from where I am now in Turner Park, I have a plug. So that gives me a little bit of flexibility. But before, when I was just primarily in Kingston Park, I was running from a, on a generator. Oh. So when I started this, I have two young kids and one on the way. And I was wanting something that would fit with our lifestyle. I don't want all our memories of the summer to be ice cream. So I was really trying to manufacture a way of still being really, really productive and successful, but without having to sit there for 
four, five, six hours, even at a festival type of a thing. So, right. Well, you said something interesting there too, is that we want to be able to fit our business to our lifestyle. And I think that's really important for a lot of us to take in. It's like, that's ultimately what entrepreneurs want. And that's why we go into business for ourselves is because we want a certain amount of freedom, schedule freedom, you know, time freedom. Uh, We don't want to have a glass ceiling. It's really, I think about freedom and this is what you've created for yourself. So I just want to congratulate you on that. I want to also dive into your strategy. So you're doing these pop-ups where you're obviously being very strategic about like when you do it and where you do it and lots of logistical decisions go into that. But from a marketing perspective, how is it that you're driving people to the pop-up once you've decided on the location and time? For me, I I guess maybe the, the main focus for me was what worked for me. And then I started thinking about what would work for my customers and then just hoping that what worked for me would work for them. That sounds like maybe a bit simplistic, but yeah, I tried to figure out, okay, when would I want to be eating ice cream in the park with my kids? And what times would I want to be there? Do you base it around, do you base those decisions around events or things like that? Or is it more? (laughs) No, it isn't. So when you decide on the location, say you decide you're thinking about that, you're like, well, when would I be... I'm going to put myself into my customer's shoes and when would I be taking my kids out to here or there? But then what do you do? Maybe it has to do more like with social media. I know you have quite an Instagram following of over 5,000 followers, a nice sizable audience. How are you using social media perhaps to drive people to the location of the pop-up once you've set it up? Yeah. So one thing I would really recommend is I have a library of really nice pictures. I learned Instagram is such a visual app, social media, and Facebook too, that for me trying to get a picture when I was about to go for a pop-up or when I was at a pop-up, either I had a line and the last thing I wanted to do was be taking a picture of the ice creams that were going through. So I've gotten Wade from uh, Waiter Likes Media and I've gotten other local photographers that I've had come out on just random pop-up days and gather as much content as I possibly can. There's some in there that I've taken myself, which is great, but it's so convenient to have that library of really nice photographs that showcase you and uh, what you're selling. So for me, it's the ice cream. And then from there, I've, I've found out that for me, I'm not long-winded messages on Instagram don't work. Give the people the information, let them know. So I found putting texts on a picture and just giving them the basic information of, okay, wh- when, where, and how long. So you'll see like a pop-up. There you go, like October 9th, 2 to 5, Turner Park. So right on the picture, they know the information. So it's easier to send to other people. It's easier to just gather what they need and not get lost in the message of it all. You're really putting on the most pertinent information and and making it easily palatable, right? Like people can consume it very quickly. And I think that's smart on your part because people's attention spans are low. It's 
part of the reason why, at least for us with the video content creation and, and implementation plans that we do, we keep often those videos are short. They're under two mm -hmm. minutes because we recognize that people's attention spans are very low. And even in your caption on Instagram, right? You're keeping this fairly to the point. Do you also do posts on Instagram that are more story-based and lengthier, or is this typically the kind of post? I mean, that I was when I was first when I was first starting out. There's some quotes for me saying like, "Busy ants telling bees how to make honey," where like <laughs> right. that was just sort of a quote where that resonated with me. That when you have your business, nobody's going to understand your business except for you, and people can give you great ideas, but sometimes you're like, "But that doesn't work for me." So yeah, I did share a little bit more and more about my story and where I'm coming from at the beginning. And that's normally something that I reintroduce in the winter when I have a little bit more downtime. Right. Each, I think it's important to show your face and be authentic and real so they can get to know you as a business owner. And that's kind of what I do through my stories that just kind of happens organically, whatever well I feel like sharing that day. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because I was just looking at some of your stories this morning and you are so authentic and natural and conversational, which I think is what stood out, why you stood out to me when I was looking through those hashtags and I found you was because I just love that. I think that's really what's working. What's working is authenticity. What isn't working as much, I think, is when people are writing long form scripts and then very stoically and corporately reciting that back to the camera. Like that's not really what's working. And so I think yours was an example, I think, of what's working. And Instagram stories obviously is a great strategy, especially for the people who are already following you, right? So mm -hmm. you have, let's say 5,000 plus followers on Instagram. Now you can do stories to reach out and let those people be notified and you could not only really promote your pop-ups, but you can promote your brand in general. So what mm -hmm. are some things that you do with it from Instagram stories that uh, have been particularly working for you? For me, I just do what feels good. My main sort of motto, you can get lost down the algorithm or what is right and what is wrong. You can find experts that will tell you whatever you should post at this time and you should do 20% business and 20% personal and I can't be bothered with that. <laughs> I couldn't even be bothered with a personal account and a bowl of cream. I am bowl of cream and I'm right now I'm happy to share the good, the bad, the ugly, and the really good. For me, it's just a motto of try to leave Instagram social media better than I found it. So whether it's a positive affirmation in the morning or being real about what it's like to try to run a business with kids or my concerns, problems. I don't try, I don't ever worry about looking like I've got it all together or look at me. I'm this like really successful businesswoman. I don't mind saying like, this is what I'm dealing with or, or breaking down and crying and showing vulnerability on my stories or just showing things that I'm trying to figure out. Like you're always figuring out something. Yeah. Um, That's reality. Yeah. That's yeah. reality as a business owner is that everything is not going perfectly all the time. And so being willing to be vulnerable, I think is a real power that you can 
get on there and do that. I mean, in my industry, you know, deal with a lot of people who are apprehensive about doing that because they want to, they really care so much about what other people think to the point where they're not willing to be as authentic. And that's something that we try and strive to help yeah. people to do. Yeah, I kind of um, go back to, it's even hard to say, but as I'm working on it, is done is better than perfect. Yes. So if I waited till I had a cute little outfit on and my hair and makeup done before I went on Instagram stories, I would never go on. <laughs> if I wanted it to be perfect, I would never go on. So sometimes I fumble over my words or I'll say, does that make any sense? But for the most part, people get what I'm trying to share and they are invested in it because I do share my thought process, why I choose to choose the ice cream I choose. It's not all created the same. Why I choose the local berries, why I choose the baked goods, what about it? Just seeing the prep, seeing the time that goes into it. I think that's always show, today we're getting berries today, I'm making sauces today, I'm doing this. Because it's easy to look and go, wow, like you have a lineup at your pop-ups. That was amazing, two, three hours. Yeah, but it took me days to, to get that. So. Um, not because I'm trying to like make myself look like anything other than I am, but just the reality of of what it takes to do bowl cream. So I think people are really invested in that and interested. And and I love that you are showing two things come to my mind. You are showing behind the scenes, which people love. People love behind the scenes. I know when I was a TV broadcaster, those were the pieces of content that people really gravitated to. They want to see the innards and they want to see the background and how things are made. And so the, the BTS or the behind the scenes part of that is really key. And then another part that you've just mentioned that's helpful for all of us to consider is this, and something I'm a big fan of, is the authority building, right? It's how do you position yourself as the authority in this specific niche? In your niche uh, is obviously with food trucks and ice cream and desserts and, and and it's more than just the product that you're serving it's about the feelings that people get i know you talk a lot about that in some of your content about the the smells the textures the tastes are reminding people of times past and so it's mm -hmm. really about memories and tradition and all the feelings that they get which i think is why your brand is growing so rapidly and so it's just makes a lot of sense to me and how you're doing things. I think a lot of us can take your example and apply some of these things to your own marketing, right? So really appreciate Jen, you coming on and sharing this. Uh, also, I wanted to ask you when you do your pop-up, do you have people who, let's say you do an Instagram story, you're using specific hashtags and you're using Instagram or social to drive people to the pop-up. Do they ever say that to you? Like when they get there, do they say, oh, I'm here because I saw you do the thing on Instagram and I didn't know until you posted it, and then here I am and give me some ice cream because i am got a craving. That's the only advertising that I use is social media and face, like Instagram and Facebook. So every time I have a pop-up, I am always amazed that anybody shows up because I'm like, they're all here because um, of the advertising I have done. So whether a friend has said, hey, this is what I've seen online or look at the picture of this, they've tagged other friends or they follow along themselves. Yeah, it never gets old when anybody shows up, especially when the weather is not so great. My last pop-up my second last one, it was raining the whole time. And I was oh. like, 
no one's gonna possibly come but people came out and supported so it never gets old i think it's a testament to the chatham kent community to be honest with you oh, yeah. because we've lived here now since late 2019 actually around the time that you started your business is when yep, we yep. moved here and we've always had ties to chatham kent from years past my husband worked here back in the 80s in radio. And so we've always had ties, but that we have lived here since 2019. And what I've discovered about this community is that it is very supportive, very supportive of local uh, businesses. And so I appreciate you sharing all of your insights with us today because social media is an amazing form of advertising, promotion, and really getting your name out there. And it's available to all of us with mobile devices and mm -hmm. it's amazing what's possible. I want to uh, round out this conversation by asking you about a tip, a tool, a tactic or a technique that's working for you today. Maybe something we've already mentioned or something else uh, that you'd like to bring to our audience today as part of a segment we call Stop Marketing Like It's 1999. Do you have something you'd like to share with the audience today? Um, just a little quick thing that I've found through um trial and error is if you're wanting kind of to get a feel of when your followers or your customers are on the app and using social media, a really quick way is if you go on and look live, like you're going to do a live video, it will tell you 54, 103. It will tell you how many people have the app open. So if you're like, I don't know if I should post at four o'clock in the afternoon or eight o'clock at night. Um, no matter what, post. If you don't worry about the right time or the, always post. If you think that you're posting too much, that's the lie. Post again. Because there'll be people that say, oh my God, I didn't even hear about it. And I'm like, oh, I thought I was bombarding you with it. I thought I was annoying. I thought I was like, but so post. So if, don't get overwhelmed by that. But if you're wanting to know or have an idea of when the most of your, I find, for me, I want to post in the afternoon or during the day when I'm working, but I really find I get the most traction when I post at night because people, they put their kids to bed, they're on their phones, they're looking, they're able to interact with people or interact, tag other people. So I find I get the highest number when I do that. So that's I'm, I'm on my Instagram right now, but I can see at the top here, this is what Jen's talking about. When you scroll over to the bottom here where you would do reels you go over to the live and at the very top there you can see 58 58 followers active now is what jen's talking about there yeah That's so that tip. just gives you a number gives you an idea yeah. even if it's just for your own information even if it's not going to stop you from posting then or not posting or what have you it just kind of gives you an i feel of when people when your followers are online and using that app so yeah that's a great tip yeah and it's funny i've seen that and it doesn't stop me from it, it's not the it's not the thing that's going to necessarily stop me from posting but it's an intriguing number yes. to take account of and i i think that you're absolutely right don't let it be the thing that's like oh there's not enough people watching so therefore i'm not posting no do it post you yeah. can't post too much in my opinion, right? Yeah. If, if anything, that's the problem people are having. They're not posting enough rather than too much. Yeah. Especially for me before a pop-up that week before two weeks to th to the week before really hammering home of that, that I'm going to be there to the point where I almost feel like annoying, but you'll be surprised that you get mixed or missed or how many people will say, 
oh, you're selling ice cream pies? I'm like, yeah. And I, and I thought I was annoying them. So, so. <laughs> well, yeah. it's interesting because I was actually just speaking with a client yesterday and I was explaining how back in the Mad Men 1950s era with advertising, the thing was you had to share a message like seven times in order for it to really sink in people's brains. Today, that number is like 21. And people have to hear the same message 21-ish times before it really sinks in and they go, oh, you're doing a pop-up. I get it now. <laughs> so yeah. that's why you need to be posting regularly. And I love that you shared that you really are doing a concentrated campaign a week or two out from the pop-up, which is also helping to drive people to show up and yeah. then tell you that they- You, you know, want to give them enough time, but you don't yeah. want to give them too much that it seems like this abstract yeah. date. Um, you and know, they're showing up in the rain. They're showing up for their soft crazy. serve, delicious, handcrafted. <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. amazing. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. And thank you so much for being on. This has been a really fun conversation. I think you've thank shared you. a lot of gems today that I think will be helpful to our audience and appreciate being connected to you. And because I'm local, I'll be watching for your, for your uh, Instagram stories and for your promotions of your next pop-up. And you bet I'll be there having ice cream. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> This podcast features curated audio originating from live video interviews simulcast on social media. You can catch full video episodes at Cheryl Pluff and on my YouTube channel. To learn how we can help you use video to grow your business, visit CherylPluff.com. Remember, you can send us a voicemail question or suggestion for inclusion in the show from our main podcast page. Cash In On Camera is a production of Cheryl Pluff Media.